Happy Monday. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. It's Monday. It was a weekend here in L.A. where they made everybody think that it was going to be a whole tropical storm situation that, you know, everything was going to flood. I was instructed to go get sandbags. I asked about where I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to do once I get the sandbags. No one could tell me what I'm supposed to do when I get the sandbags. It dawned on me. I, my house is on a hill. So what would I even do with the sandbags? So I didn't get the sandbags. And I'm really glad I didn't go get the sandbags because, you know, in some places, I understand that it has really been a doozy. But by my crib, it's kind of just been a, a rainy day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was like for you, Jeremiah. Same. I think the highway between us, the 101, actually flooded a little bit. I saw somebody send me a video of that. So I'm like, oh, I'm glad I wasn't on the highway today. Because that would have been not fun. Um, but that earthquake, though, I'm into seals. Oh, yeah, there was an earthquake, too. That one Mm -hmm. on my bingo card for the day. I had hurricane, tropical storm in my brain. (laughs) Not earthquake. It was a weird kind of earthquake, though, because it was like a rolling earthquake. So, like, I was sitting on the bed, and Jordy, my dog, was next to me, and I low-key, I thought he was just, like, scratching. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like, when dogs get really into it, it's like it could shake the whole bed. But then I was like, but you not scratching now. But we're moving. But we're moving. That's the and thing about then earthquakes. I got to notice. Yeah. Oh, the, the earthquake notice be on it now. Because I was like, it was an earthquake. I came back to my phone and was like, there's an earthquake. Stop dropping. Cover. I've never seen that before. I've never gotten an earthquake notice. My earthquake notice has been going to Twitter in the past and being like, and seeing everyone being like, earthquake, 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 earthquake. So well, Twitter ain't a thing no more for real, for real. So now we need new, new resources. <laughs> That's what I said in the past, <laughs> in the past, because that was another time completely, a whole other time. Well, today is National Senior Citizens Day. So shout out to the elders. Uh, I would say that our, I wish our country did more to like show the elders love. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, show a, show a show an elderly person some love today. Keep your eyes open on if they need any assistance. Um, you know, carry a bag for somebody. Push a grocery cart, et cetera, et cetera. Help somebody across the street. Yes. Help somebody across the street. Uh, so, uh, well, Jeremiah, give him a give him a taste of what, we, what we're going to talk about today. Well, today we're going to talk about later Marcus Jordan, you know, Michael Jordan's son. He plans on marrying Larsa Larsa Pippen, Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Also, Eminem is slamming middle-class white people who support Trump. We love it. And the big up letdown, of course. And the big up is going to Beanie Man. But this hour, we have 60-second headlines. Also, what do Donald Trump and Young Thug have in common? I think you're going to break that down for me, Amanda Sis, and the people. Plus, we got to recap your political comedy documentary over the weekend. It premiered this past Friday. And I know you yes. have thoughts and feelings. I, I would love to hear your thoughts and feelings since you have expressed zero uh, in regard to them at all. Like, you watched it, you didn't say anything about it. <laughs> Y'all, he literally That's not just... That's true. I told you I liked it. It is absolutely I true. You literally put your arm around me, said my name, and then said you were going to get dog food. So, I was going to feed your dog. And I was like, alright. So... Luckily, though, other people have not done that and have been very verbal about how much they enjoyed it, how they feel it it is uh, impactful. You know, they are telling me that they thought it was funny, you know, that it was, uh, you know, just I think for me, the biggest thing is that people feel like they watched it. They learned 
They laughed and they learned, which is what we do here on this show every day. You know, we listen, laugh, and learn. So to hear people say that they are listening, laughing, and learning, and doing so with the, with the documentary means that I feel like I have done the job that needed to get done. So shout out to everybody who's already watching Amanda We Trust. I know that we had some technical difficulties with the internets because they're just being ridiculous but the easiest way to watch an Amanda we trust would be to go to Patreon and just put in my name Amanda Seals or to go to my Instagram and the link is in the bio because in some states for some reason in Amanda we trust.com is not working personally I think it's the feds but I can't I can't confirm or deny I can't confirm or deny so shout out to everybody who's showing love and I'll be talking more about it over the course of the next two weeks and of course the next few hours so keep it like right here it's time to listen laugh and learn it's the Amanda Seals show Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here. I'm Jeremiah. I like the Bible. So uh, let's get into some black news. All right. So Donald Trump and Young Thug. Some people, some folks might not know that they have a lot in common, but they do, especially when it comes to the law. We've got a lot in common when it comes to the law. They've both been charged with crimes under Georgia's Racketeer Influence and Corruption Organizations Act, better known as the RICO Act. Uh, of course, Trump was indicted last week by Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, whose face in every photo basically says, do not play with me. I am not your little friend. And I think we are going to see that in how this uh, this all carries out. She is alleging that Trump and 18 of his allies engaged in a criminal conspiracy to overturn Georgia's 2020 election. Well, they also have accused Young Thug of also being involved in conspiracy. Now, some ways that they're the same, they both claim they are innocent. Now, here's the thing. They said they've been uh, getting evidence for Young Thug for like, I don't know, some crazy amount of time, something like 13 years. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's possibly truth there that he does not know that they have. Now, the comedy about <laughs> your man Trump, though, is he's also claiming he's innocent while he continues to do the thing that they are indicting him for, which is rile up people to believe that this was a fraudulent election when it was not a fraudulent election. Even the governor of Georgia, who is a full racist, okay? This is a man who literally passed a law that said that you cannot give water to people waiting in line to vote. By the way, that was overturned recently. But he was literally like, I want y'all to not vote so bad that I want you to die heat stroke in line. And we're going to make it difficult for everybody. He went so hard with this that you know that he's really all about voter suppression. He's about that life. And even he was like, yeah, but I ain't going to let Trump try and make me look crazy. Because if they say that our election wasn't handled properly, that's a reflection on me. And we ain't going to do that. So even Governor Kemp has said... I am going to testify against Donald Trump. And you know, these Republicans, they love them some Trump. So if he's going to testify against Donald Trump, he's like, all right, I'm going to give up being a Republican to try and keep my reputation. That being said, Young Thug's case is bundled with other gang members. And you know what? So is Donald Trump's. I mean, it ain't with like gang members, but it's definitely with whack members. I mean, the people that wacko, whack, wacko, because the people that are hanging with Donald Trump, you know, this woman, Sydney something, that's his lawyer. And uh, you got Rudy Giuliani, drip, drip. These are not upstanding people. There's other people that are involved in this case that actually are also involved in a case in Michigan for the same thing. So he got his own little YSL crew. 
Um, what does YSL stand for, Jeremiah? Young Young Slime Life. Young Slime Life, I believe. Yeah. Well, you know what? They don't even have to change the name. They're the Young Slime Life crew too, because they all slimy and slippery. And I just think it's very hilarious that Young Thug and Donald Trump could possibly be wearing the same orange jumpsuit. So we'll see what happens. Uh, apparently, they're trying to say that the the trial is not going to happen until after the election. Um, but that's a long, uh, listen, it's not a long time, but it's a long time. It's long enough for a lot of BS to happen. And I personally think that <laughs> when we're looking at the gangsters and the thugs of it all, I don't know, Donald might be more thuggy than, than, uh, your man's young thug, because I think they're not going hard at him because his crew, these MAGAs, can can wreak a lot more havoc than Young Thug's crew did when they put him in jail. So there you have it. Because Young Thug's crew, when they put him in jail, Young Thug's crew actually started snitching and got out of jail. So that's what happened. Um, so well, only that. one of these will produce a probably a Grammy-nominated album, I'm sure. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if someone, if Trump put out an album of just his rants, yeah. uh and then like someone put music to it, I think it could win. I think it could win an award. And I don't even know if it would just be MAGAs that are buying the album. So don't we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. The, the real thing that I want to see is the mugshot because they said that they are not playing around that they will get a mugshot. And when the cop said it, he said it with a smirk. So I'm sure it will hit the streets. All right. What do you all think? one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Uh, when we get back, we are going to hit you some 60 second headlines. Jeremiah is going to get you up to date on what's going down in the get down around the world and all that good stuff. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's Jeremiah like the Bible here. Let's get into some 60 second headlines. <laughs> All right. First up, Trump supporters have, have have reportedly posted the names and addresses of members of the Georgia grand jury that indicted him and the 18 other co-defendants on the state's racketeering charges. Apparently this is legal, but it's still whack. Also, Paramount has reportedly canceled their plans to sell BET for $3 million after, uh, you know, Tyler Perry was up for grabs for the uh, BET purchase. I feel like I want to do this. Uh, I want to talk about this bigger later, but supposedly the asking price was $3 billion and Tyler showed up with two and said, that's all I got for y'all. All right, we're going to talk about it. Up next, we have President Joe Biden and First Lady First Lady Jill Biden will travel to Maui today as a search and rescue continues with the um, devastating wildfires. Yes, this is honestly surprising to me that it, I mean, I guess it wouldn't I guess it didn't make sense to go while the fires were actually firing. So there's that. <laughs> right, right. Also, Drake gifted a fan a pink Birkin bag between songs at his latest concert. Y'all, uh, apparently is he instructed security to make sure she has security on the way out so nobody robs her. I'm glad he know what it is out here. OK, because people want the bag. Literally. And lastly, Jamie Foxx says he's finally feeling like himself following, you know, his scary medical complications. He says it's been an unexpected dark journey, but I can see the lights. None of us know what actually happened. We don't even know what the medical complication was, but I think all of us are very relieved that Jamie is getting back to being Jamie because it was looking real touch and go right there. Real touch and go. Well, those are your 60 second headlines. We got more Blacker news on the way. Uh, we got... In Amanda We Trust, my documentary came out over this weekend, so we're going to talk about that. Plus, we have the Big Up Let Down. 
Uh, and we're going to give a big up to a, a real yardy man, a real Jamaican in the air. How does that all make sense? I'll explain it a little later. Keep it like right here to find out what it's all about right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all, to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. So over the weekend, on Friday, I premiered my documentary, my my unapologetically political comedy documentary in Amanda We Trust. Uh, Jeremiah was a producer on the project, and it took about five months to put together. Uh, it started out as one thing, it became something else, and it became something else, but now it has become reality. And uh, it was really dope to just get to see people responding to it and uh, their excitement about it. I mean, when you make something, you kind of just think, okay, well, I like it, but I don't know, you know, how that's going to work. And then some, actually, sometimes you make something and you're like, I don't know if I like it. But I really do appreciate y'all for supporting and uh, for getting out I say getting out there, but you didn't have to go to any movie theater. You'd literally just <laughs> use on your phones. But you know what? There was like a whole technical difficulty situation and the dedication from y'all. Like somebody was, I saw somebody today that took a picture and was like, it wasn't working on my TV. So I watched it on my tablet. Thank you. We love a dedicated seal squatter. We love it. And I had a little... I mean, I think screening is a strong word, but I had some people over to, uh, I guess you could say a screening party. Yeah. 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 Okay. A screening party, a screening gathering. I feel like, I don't know if it was was a small number. It was like 10 people, maybe, um, at the house to, to watch it. And, uh, I will say it was cool to like stand in the back and just kind of hear, the responses from people and you know the laughter and the silence but the good part is when people are quiet when they're supposed to be quiet and they're laughing when they're supposed to be laughing so that that felt good to me um jeremiah as a producer on the project was there anything that uh you that you saw that was like different when it was put in the project versus when you were present for the actual process. I don't know if different is the word. I think it's just interesting to see how everything's pieced together story-wise. Like, obviously, everything's shot separately. So it's kind of like, we shoot this, you shoot that. But you can obviously weave things together to tell a unique story. And I think you saw that specifically with, like, just the um, Man on the Street segment. You had, like, all the people on the National Mall. And each individual story was one thing, but then seeing how they were intertwined together to tell one narrative was really interesting to see. And also, like, it's very, just like informative and fun if that makes sense that's the name of the game y'all know my brand informative and fun so that's what's up so shout out to everybody you know what to do go check out in amanda we trust we'll be doing screenings uh this week we'll be in houston doing a screening with the box uh tomorrow so looking forward to that and then on wednesday we will be in philly so all my philly people i can't wait to see you out at the screening i don't know they were saying that the that people weren't really signing up for the philly screening which i found very odd to believe because philly y'all be showing me all the love okay so we're gonna make sure we get them numbers up we're gonna make sure we get them numbers up make sure you go to rnbphilly.com and uh put your name in the hat so you can get involved and get down there and we can do we're gonna do a meet and greet gonna be pictures we're gonna photo booths it's gonna be a good time q a all the all the above all the above all right so remember go to inamandawetrust.com or you can access it via theamandaverse.com or you can go to my Instagram. I mean, there's a lot of places, all right? It's a, a lot of places, okay? You, you you definitely don't have a shortage of options to get there, so there's no excuses. All right, and then when we get back, we're going to go to the phone line, so keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, 
we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy. I like the Bible. Thank you guys for always listening. If you missed anything, you can always check out our daily podcast. available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we're always taking y'all calls on any of the topics. Call us up 24-7 at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Let's go to the phone lines. Hey, what's up? This is the Amanda Seal Show. Who's this? Hey, Amanda and Jeremiah, like the Bible. I am calling today to express how ecstatic, elated, joyous I am for the Georgia indictments. Shout out to Georgia and like your favorite rapper likes to say, Andre Three Stacks, Andre Three Thousand, whatever you want to call him. The South got something to say, so very, very happy for this. I know you guys are too. Hopefully, we get something out of this man and he ends up in a cell in solitary for the rest of his life because that's where he belongs. Oh, I, I mean, you know, if we were like, I don't know, if this were a film, I feel like that's the type of thing that would happen. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that there would be like some sort of uh, justice, some dramatic justice, but it's not a film. It's America. Right. I mean, also, America just has a bad tra- track record with, I guess, holding presidents accountable for things. So it's kind of like, mm. I don't know the likelihood of y'all really trying to like, like in my heart of hearts, it's like it's supposed to happen because like it's all there on the table, but it's all been under the table many times before. And they're like, right. never worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Let's keep it moving. Well, I think you had said the other day, you know, there's this mindset that if we hold one of our presidents accountable, then it makes us look weak, right. uh, which I think is the exact opposite. And if you look at Brazil, Brazil, you know, Bolsonaro, they held him accountable. I don't know that he has gone to jail yet, but they definitely like put him under prosecution and he was convicted and voila so i think it's very um short-sighted for america Mm -hmm. to not hold this man uh, responsible and they continue to do so i also just remember we're such a young country you know like we really have not really been in like the modern ages of this country like in a like for for a long time so i mean not that anybody has but i think when we think about the presence we're like George Washington, and then we jumped to like Nixon. But there's like a whole bunch of folks in the between there that were all some weirdness. So we'll see what happens. Maybe we will witness something, you know, that has never happened before. I think well, we currently are witnessing something that's never right. happened before. A former president running for office, being indicted four times, twice in New York, once in DC, once in Florida. I, I just, I'm like, you, you, and still finding time to play golf. <laughs> Got it. Got to. On the golf course where he buried his ex-wife and let the grave grow over. Classy guy. Do that's that's, that's y'all's king. That's y'all's king. Mm. Eminem is actually slamming middle-class white people who support him, uh, who it is their king. And let me just tell you, I was forced, not forced, but I just kind of randomly, ugh, I ended up having to be in the group chat for my neighborhood this week, which is its own. I'm just like, I don't even like a group chat. And now I'm in a group chat with this whole neighborhood. And I, you don't know who's a Trumper. You don't know who's not. So I like, I got, I, you know, there will be nothing political in the group chat from Amanda Seals. Uh, you going to get, hey, did you feel that earthquake? Got it. That's it. So, you know, I'm now in the midst of the Eminem middle class white people who support Trump, and I'm not liking it. We got the big up let down when we get back. Keep it up right here. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. 
Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. Happy birthday to everybody who is uh, celebrating a birthday today. Also, happy birthday to Khalees. Shout out to Khalees, also Little Divine. And of course, Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt, known as the world's fastest man. I will never recover from the fact that his actual last name is Bolt. It's just like, how are you Divine. an actual uh, cartoon character? But um, so it's back to school season. Our group chat topic of the week this week is going to be about teachers. It's going to be about teachers. Who was or who is your favorite teacher? I just got a text from my first grade teacher the other day. So shout out to Miss Channel, who wants me to call her by her first name. And I'm like, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Like, I don't know. I know that we've all grown up, but I, I can't. It, ah, yeah, it don't feel right. But I would love to hear from you all on who is or was your favorite teacher. What subject did they teach? Why was he or she your favorite teacher? Hit me up. one 855 8 that's one 262 I want to add another twist to this. Like, if you have kids, who is a teacher that taught one of your kids that really stood out to you? You know, who is a teacher that taught your kids that really stood out to you? And tell us why, you know? What was it about the way that teacher showed up in the classroom that really impacted you as a parent? one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Now, see what I... What I can't do is like ask the teachers to call in and tell me who their favorite kid is because, you know, they'll get them in trouble. But I would just say I was definitely vying for that position in every class. OK, <laughs> your, your girl was trying to be teacher's pet and people hated me for it. What do we got coming up this hour, Jeremiah? Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about women's voters' rights because this past Friday marked the 103rd anniversary of the ratification of the 19th Amendment. Also, Eminem is slamming white people who support Donald Trump, as we all should. Good job. And man. we got the big up letdown coming up this hour as well. So we got all that coming at you. Don't forget, if you want to catch more of the show, uh, all you got to do is go to wherever you get your podcasts. When, uh, also, you can check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. This week, we had hair icon Anthony Dickey, and he was talking about side effects of textured hair. And it randomly ended up becoming a whole thing uh, because of a clip that we played and that we're going to play here. And people felt like he was, I don't know, uh, texturist. Is that the word? Um Basically, like they felt like he wasn't showing fair love to the four three and the four C, no, to the four B and the four Cs. I personally feel like folks be listening to get offended versus listening to hear what's actually being said. But you be the judge, all right? So stick around for more of that. That's coming up a little bit later. Remember, hit me up one eight five five Amanda eight and show some love to your favorite teacher. And remember, uh, you can also follow us on social media at Seals Said It. All right, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals. It's, it's Jeremiah like the Bible. <laughs> so let's get back into this Black Year News. Um, so this Friday marked the 103rd anniversary of the ratification of the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I know none of y'all know amendments. I know I don't either, so I'm not even trying to shade you. But the 19th Amendment legally guaranteed American women the right to vote. And just so we're clear, an amendment means an addition. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... Remember, the original founding fathers said only people that are land-owning white men can vote. So whenever someone tries to tell you this country is not about race, they literally said only land-owning white men can vote. Now, this amendment is often referred to as the Women's Suffrage Amendment. And I think a lot of people don't really know how long it took for women to have an even, like, real semblance of equality in this country. Um mm-hmm. 
I have always said that white women have the uh, monopoly on white girl gone girl crazy, like because they have more time to like really like learn how to be as crazy as possible because they were stuck in the house and they weren't allowed to do nothing. They weren't allowed to work. They weren't allowed to vote. They weren't allowed to make any decisions other than how to just, you know, be mean to the slaves. And so they really had a lot of time to, to get crazy, unlike the rest of us. But the suffrage movement was also wild because they did not want black women to vote. They was like, no, we just talking about us. Right, like, right. <laughs> like when I found out the fact that they made um the black women <laughs> march in the back of of the um women's suffrage march, I was like, really? Yeah, we can't even come together I'm on this one this one topic. At all. <laughs> but I think it's because the black women really made an effort. Like we're gonna be here because we're a part of this movement. Like they made sure they were there versus the white women. Like y'all can go to the back if y'all want to. We don't. But it's like without the collective, y'all really wouldn't have had this amendment. But that's always been the case, right? Without the collective. Like, really, the Civil War would not have been won if Black people had not fought. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just Correct. the facts, right? So, I mean, ultimately, um, the amendment was just for white women. They was also mad because Black men had been given the right to vote, to my understanding. And then they were mm-hmm. like, well, how are you going to let that vote? But we, we're white. Shouldn't that trump being a man? I tell do you. you. Re- do you remember when, uh, was it 2020 election or... 2016 was when we were walking that going to Susan B. Susan B. Anthony's grave and putting their stickers on her on her grave. I do not remember that. You don't. Do it was a that. whole thing. There was like lines at her grave site with people giving putting their I voted stickers. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole thing. I mean, That's a lot because a lot. You know what's unfortunate? Uh, there was probably a lot of women in that line who actually voted. For Donald Trump instead of Hillary, because that's what we found out. We found out that the white woman was lying. They were like, yeah, I voted for Hillary. And then they went in there and like, I'm actually going to vote with my husband. So, I mean, listen, like racist. So that's the real bottom line. I mean, of course she was racist. (laughs) If you see a picture of Susan B. Anthony, you're like, naturally, naturally, that collar was just too high. It was just too high. But, you know, if you don't want to vote, I get it. Because, like, why would you want to, I don't know, be in control? Uh, or why would you want to, like, actually, like, affect the way people can affect you? You know what I'm saying? Like, who needs abortions? Right. Who needs reproductive health? Who needs to live, you know, in case something happened with the pregnancy? I don't know about you, but I just feel like that should be something that's, like, a priority. But... Nonetheless, y'all are like, I don't care about that. That's why I don't need to vote. And I'm just like, ah, that's scary. That's scary. Jeremiah, do you have any reasons why you feel like we don't need to vote? I mean, I don't think you need to vote if you don't want none of these, you know, potholes we feel. If you don't want no, you know, equal. You know, you go to the, the doctor, they actually help you and not charge you $50 million <laughs> to help you. If that's not important, yeah. you got to vote. That's not, a, you know. You got to vote. You know what? If that's something not important to you, you don't need to vote. So you're right. Like all of y'all out there who are like, I'm exercising my right to abstain. Yeah. Good for you. Because baby. Be abstaining. Yeah, from, from making from making a living, you're going to be abstaining from breathing, possibly. I mean, you know, so good on you. Good job. You're in control. We're being sarcastic. Just so you know, we're being sarcastic. I feel like you got to be clear about that. You're being we're being sarcastic. Anyways, one eight five five man eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. That's the number. Give me a call. How do you feel about voting? I want to have the opportunity to convince you why you need to vote. 
and do other things. It's not like you just vote, but vote and do other things. All right. We got the big up let down. We get back. Shout out to Beanie Man. You'll find out whether he's getting a big up or a let down. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. All right, y'all. So Eminem is speaking out against middle-class white people who support Donald Trump. Now, by the way, remember, Eminem is not a middle-class white person. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's like upper, 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 upper now, but like he doesn't come from middle-class just so that we we remember right. 8 Mile. Okay? But he released this message on TikTok. Let's listen. When I start talking about Trump, I get too flustered in my head and the shit that I want to say, there's there's too many things I want to say at once. So sometimes I start talking and I, and I don't, I'm not able to convey the message the right way because I just get flustered and frustrated. Watching him play to his base that thinks that he cares about them and it's actually the people that he cares about the least. If you're talking about his core being, you know, a majority white middle class, what I don't understand is how in the do you feel like you relate to a billionaire who has never known struggle his entire life? I will say this, he talks a good one. And if you're in his base, you're a core, let's say you're going to the rallies or whatever, you watch him on TV, you hear him talking this There's part of me that understands like, all right, he's somehow still got them because He's brainwashing them into thinking that something great is going to happen. Nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. Nothing's happening. I mean, he's not wrong. Um, At this point, though, I think people really need to understand that (sighs) the rappers are going to start talking. I'm glad to hear him talking. It's fascinating to me that Ice Cube is speaking the opposite. Right. Of right. <laughs> Eminem. Like that's not that wasn't on my bingo card. Um nope. but nonetheless, we've seen actors run for office, right? We see Hill Harper mm. that's running for senator. Uh, y'all thought I was running for office. But are there any rappers that you feel like, you know, they could step into a leadership role? I mean, Scarface, he ran for, I think, councilman in um Houston. And of course, rap is not really like a a lifelong profession for a lot of MCs. You know, they right. had a time, they move on. So my question is, um, Jeremiah, do you have any rappers on the top of your head that you feel like a fill a political office, whether it's alderman, state representative, congressman, mayor, governor, president? By the way, if you don't know what all of these do, you can find out what they do by watching my documentary, In Amanda We Trust, which is available now on the internet at inamandawetrust.com. Um, this isn't technically an elected position, but I think Snoop Dogg would make a great leader of the Department of Agriculture. I think he can oversee Hilarious. (laughs) You know, I think though, you laugh, but I think Snoop could probably be a good um, comptroller. The comptroller is like the local position that that, uh, determines the money. But I think, actually, you know, I changed my mind. I take it back. I think he'd be a good alderman. So alderman is basically... The person who's like the go between between like the neighborhood or mm-hmm. between like your neighborhood and just like the deal, like the contracts the that come in. So he's determining like he's he's a, he sits on the city council and sometimes he's the chair, but he determines or they determine, uh, you know, 
kind of how businesses are going to come into the neighborhood. And I just feel like Snoop has a million businesses. So he's absolutely like tapped in to the entrepreneurial space. And I feel like he is also somebody who's really good with people. You know, every time you see people talking to Snoop, they're so happy. They're smiling. Mm -hmm. He's got a smooth voice. And I feel like if you have a job like Alderman, you're having to talk to people who are disgruntled a lot. And so he high. So, you know, he's like in the perfect state of mind. (laughs) He's in the perfect state of mind to deal with people and their problems. He's like, what's wrong, man? What's wrong? So, you know, shout out to Snoop. Um, We got state representative, congressman, mayor, governor, the president. I mean, I've always felt like J. Cole could end up being a politician. Really? Yeah, like, I just feel like he has, like, uh, he just feels like an upstanding type of guy. Like, I could see him, like, instead of, like, taking his locks to the boardroom, like, Jay-Z, he would take his locks to the uh, the house. That's, I can see that. Okay. I mean, I already know who the next mayor going to be. It's going to be Rick Ross, because he's trying to get that, um, that car show off the ground. I was so. going to say, he just want to have a car show. <laughs> oh, Ricky Ross. But then, I think Pretty V is dating him, and that would be so fun to see Pretty V as the first wife. Like, <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> of the city, honey, of the city. All right, well, let me know what you all think. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. We got the big up, let down, we get back. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the big up, let down on the Amanda Seal Show. Big up, big up, let down. Big up, big up, let down. Time for the big up, let down. All right, y'all, let's get into it. Today's big up, big up. goes to the king of dance hall. Pawn bed, pawn floor against wall. We big them all till we fall. Beanie man who held an impromptu performance on a stopover flight in the Bahamas. So people were delayed on the plane. They were uh, waiting, you know, you know what it's like when you're on the tarmac. You're just like, what are we doing here? Like, we're not going, we're not coming, we're not getting any, any information. Sometimes it'd be hot. Well, y'all they was on the right plane that day because there's this viral video now that's gone, uh, well, it's gone viral, of Beanie Man giving like an impromptu little mini, 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 mini concert on the plane. But it was just like one of those things <laughs> where you're watching it, you find yourself like uncontrollably smiling. And he was like, Sim Sima. And then the whole plane went, who got the keys to my You know? And I think in that moment, as an artist, you must really be like, dang, like I really did it. All these people know my joy. Even though they stuck on a plane, they disgruntled and annoyed, they still can get joy out of my records. And I am somebody who would have been right there with them because I joined up with my two friends and we did a choreographed dance to Beanie Man Simsima in the middle of Homecoming. It was very 90s teen movie that we were trying to give you. All right, today's letdown goes to... I, honestly, Jeremiah, I feel like we could tally up like who's gotten the most let downs. It's got to be Elon Musk. It's got to be Elon Musk. So, okay. Your man took over Twitter. Immediately, things started going left. We've mm-hmm. seen the rise of hate speech and harassment. He's the one who allowed Donald Trump back. He allowed that uh, Andrew Tate guy back. So people who have been banned for being completely ridiculous on this platform and like harming people using their platform. He was like, you know what? We're welcoming you back with open arms. Change the name of the platform to X. Now he's saying that he wants to get rid of the block feature. Apparently he put out a tweet where he was like, 
The block feature is about to be gone. So it's completely unnecessary. However, he was community checked because, you know, they have a thing on Twitter where the community can actually like fact check your post and it will add the community fact check under it, which says that apparently that is not possible because both Apple and Google require apps to give users the power to block. OK, now here's the thing. I don't see why he would even go after this. I don't know what would be the reason. It's not going to affect sales. It's not going to get him more money. He's really just an agent of chaos. And I think he really just wants to see the conflict and the mayhem. And he's like, ooh, Pandora's box. I got got my own key. It's like Thanos, but like really unattractive with a lot of baby mamas. I don't think people know that. Elon Musk has like a lot of children. (laughs) Yes. He does. He does. People get on the can and it's like, he's probably following Elon. It's a mess. That's the day. All right. You're going to go to the phone lines when we get back. Uh, so make sure you give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And thank y'all for listening. If you missed anything that show so far, be sure to check out our daily podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we're always taking your calls on any of our topics where you can reach out just to say hi or tell us about the show. Call us anytime 24-7 at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Let's go to the phone line and see what's on your mind. Hey, who's this? Good morning, Amanda. I'm calling at the, uh, the 60-minute headline about the college fight, man. And the security guard, I keep trying to oh. tell people, y'all put these people up on a pedestal. These are regular people who needed a job to bring in the source of income for their family. They is not out here trying to be Superman. Cops too, doctors, all of them, they are regular people. We need to stop putting certain professionalities up on a pedestal. Um, the stuff that they're doing with Donald Trump, if they start pulling at every politician, every long-term politician, like they pulling at Donald Trump, they're going to find all these cases too. It's just these people, we're picking the wrong people and we're picking the wrong people because we're letting the media dictate where our emotions, where our feelings and where our our, uh, our attention is on. It's like the media needs just to be for the weather or something. They can't even get the weather right. But yeah, we got to stop putting people in professions up on the pedestal and realize that these are human beings who maybe don't want to lose their life um, and they just needed a source of income and this was the only job they could get. So first of all, you are not being put on a pedestal to be expected to simply just do the job that you were hired to do. Uh, You started off by talking about security guards being put on a pedestal, which nobody anywhere is putting a security guard on a pedestal except for the security guards. Security guards be the first ones to put themselves on the pedestal. Top flight security in the world, Craig. Top flight security in the world. I don't know what security guards you talking about, but majority of the security guards that I have met be doing the absolute most. They be protecting that Waffle House like it is the Pentagon, okay? So I don't know where you got the idea that people were putting these security guards on a pedestal for simply thinking that they should have helped the students who were harmed. Because the issue was that there were security guards that literally stood over students that were harmed and walked away. They didn't, like, try to help them. They didn't call for help. They just was like, I don't know, and walked away. So when you said that we're picking the wrong people because we are, because there are the people in the justice system that are looking to indict Donald Trump for crimes that he has possibly committed, I thought you were going to say we're picking the wrong people for these jobs. Right. Because (laughs) you're right. Like, you want people hired who actually want to do the job they were hired to do. 
Like that to me is a very basic ex- ex- like thing that we're trying to do. So when you talk about like, okay, um, we're picking, we're, we're putting pedestal people on pedestals. I think what people do with doctors in terms of putting doctors on pedestals is that people think doctors cannot make mistakes. People think mm-hmm. that doctors are all like good hearted people as if we haven't seen so many stories throughout history of doctors who were like sick and sadistic, you know, doctors who literally like were experimenting on people while they were alive. Okay. We've also seen doctors who were a part of like the, op- the opioid pandemic and we're just trying to make money mm-hmm. by getting people addicted to drugs. So like being a doctor, yes, you take the Hippocratic oath, but it's also just like you had a skill set. You was good at science and you was good at math. And then you found out that with those things, you could also get good at money. Okay. <laughs> what was the other thing he said? He said, Security um, guard, doctors. Security guards, and... doctors. But then he started going into the Donald Trump thing where I got lost. I was like, okay. And he was like the media. Yeah, he said he said there was something he said there was somebody else that we put on pedestals. Then he started talking about the media as if he isn't calling into the media. I am the, the media. media. This the is the media. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, ultimately, y'all, I need you to really realize like to act to act like Donald Trump is like just a regular politician police like officer. everybody else. I'm sorry. That's what he said. He said police officers. Oh, yes, he did say we put police officers on a pedestal as if they weren't just regular people trying to get a job. Regular people trying to get a job are not provided with a taser on one hand, a pistol on the other, and qualified commun- qualified immunity. But you know what they are held accountable for? Mistakes at their job. Regular people who are trying to get a job usually will get either fired or they'll get the, their money doctor. There'll, there'll be some type of repercussion mm-hmm. when they mess up. Cops, they mess up on their job. People die and they go back to work. I'm going to need a whole other break to address Trump. But otherwise, brother, you called in and I hope that you hear what I'm saying because you're wrong. That's the Amanda Seals response to that. When we get back, we got uh, we got some small doses of goodness coming in this next hour. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine. Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Uh, so side note, we have a group chat that's going down. You know, we have group chat Thursday, every Thursday. Well, we're going to be talking about mm. teachers and we want to hear from you all, your favorite teachers. Who are the teachers that moved you? Who are the teachers that really like instilled something in you that you still carry to this day? And if you're a parent, who's a teacher that your child has had that you feel like really made an impact on your child and really made an impact on you? Hit me up, 1-855-MANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Let's do some love to the educators, all right? Let's show some love to the educators. What do we got coming up this hour, Jeremiah? Come this hour, we're going to talk about the protest for education in Florida. Also, Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan, said he plans to marry Larsa Pippen, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. And we got to talk about Small Doses, your podcast, latest episode, Side Effects of Textured Hair. It was going up in your comments about the not washing and the washing of it all. So we'll break that down later in the show. We sure will. We sure will. All right. It's a hot topic. It's a hot topic. Remember to stay connected with us on socials at Seal Said It. If you miss any of the podcasts, you can go to wherever you get your podcasts and you can check out the Amanda Seal Show. You can also check out my documentary and Amanda We Trust, which is out now. You want to watch it? All you got to do is go to com or... 
go to my Instagram page, go to the link in bio. You can also go to amandaseals.com. I mean, there's so many options, so many options, so many options, and you should pick one of them and support your girl. I produce this independently, and it really is all about trying to get folks excited and curious about how we can really be the change that we wish to see. And I'm using laughter to do it. So it's a whole good ass black ass time. So hit me up 1855-MANDA8. That's 1855-262-6328. If you've seen it, let me know your thoughts. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn right here on the Amanda Seals Show. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. All right, let's get into some Black Year news. So shout out. I've been waiting for this, okay? I have been waiting for this, Jeremiah. So I am from Florida. I've been looking at what's going on in Florida for quite some time now, wondering when Florida gonna stand up for Florida. Like, it just is like, y'all just cool with all of this BS that this man, to Satan, is, is passing. So finally, we are seeing some rumblings. Hundreds of teachers, students, activists, and members of the Teamsters Union, that's big, okay? That's big. Recently marched to the school board headquarters in Miami to protest Florida's new Black History Standards for public schools. Now, of course, we were all talking about this when this went down. The Florida Board of Education unveiled the new standards for teaching Black history last month. And boy, oh, I think standards is a strong word. Standards is a strong word. They basically unveiled the new bottomless evil that they have descended to, which includes having teachers explain how enslaved people, quote unquote, developed skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Miss me with this. The people in the Sunshine State are finally fighting back. I'm really happy to hear this. This is all went down to the National Teamsters Union Black Caucus Convention. Teamsters took part in the protests. Here's the thing, y'all. I I don't think people really understand how there's power in numbers. So I want to break something down to you. So a lot of folks are like, okay, we all went out there, we marched for BLM and nothing changed. None of the laws changed. We didn't get rid of qualified immunity. There wasn't a defunding of the police, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The thing about it though, is that that was the first like real, real big push of like people like coming together beyond like the color lines, the gender lines, the class lines in a long time. For the particularly for the defense of black people, right? I think there was the you know when we see the women's march, that was another time. But the women's march felt <laughs> the women's march felt more to me like a hang than like a we trying to really like go hard at this. You know, people had the people had the vagina hats, and I think that really kind of took the, <laughs> the it took it took the power out of it, right? But I say all that to say. That when Black Lives Matter movements happened in 2020, we saw that it was so many like intersectionalities of people that were taking part. And we weren't the only ones who saw that. I said this before. I'm going to say it again. All this book banning and all of these measures that you're seeing, like in Florida, around trying to suppress the teachings of history that highlights black folks. All of this is in response to them seeing people waking up. And so this is a way of suppressing And so when people think, oh, well, nothing happened, it's like change, unfortunately, does not happen quickly, particularly when so many people are in power that can keep it from happening. It is the people who have to continue to demand it repeatedly, which is incredibly exhausting and tiring. But I think we also live in a very like um, instant gratification type of time. And so people are like, well, it's been a year since Black Lives Matter. We haven't changed. We haven't gotten everything fixed. We haven't supported everything. No, no, there's a lot of levers that got to be pulled. And when you see what's happening right now, they're pulling their lever to try to undermine folks waking up. 
Y'all, it's just like in the slave Bible. Y'all, they was giving people in slavery a Bible that did not include uprisings. It didn't include Moses. No, because they did not want the slaves learning about let my people go. Because they was already like, no, really, let me go, though. Actually, you know what? I'm going to head on out. So imagine if there was a holy book that said, you should do that. You should get on out. Go over there and get Jim Bob. And let's just get on out of here. Because that's what Moses did. You see Moses? Actually, my boy is named Moses. Moses, you should head on out of here with us. Let's get on out of here. They don't want that. They don't want that. So they took it out the book. And now you see what they're doing? They saw us being like, let my people go. And they said, oh, 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 oh. we got to get these books out of here. It's my thoughts. But even with they, the weird thing about it, though, even as they try to take all the things out of the books, the foundation of America is literally filled with protest and rebellion that you can't even, you have to, you have to like rewrite the entire origin story of America <laughs> to to not inspire people to engage in like, even civil disobedience, if that's the word we want to use, uh, or some type of anti-authority um, on the ground. It's just only reserved for certain people. For certain times, they was they was protesting taxation without representation. So that apparently that is okay if you old and white and you got buckles on your shoes. Not but for sure. anybody else, get out of here. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I'm sure that um, Scotty Pippen is saying get out of here to Marcus Jordan, or maybe he doesn't care. But we're gonna talk about it when we get back because Marcus Jordan says he's gonna plan Mary. L- he's planning to marry Larsa Pippen, and child, that's a wedding I do not want to go to. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. So, in further Black Hero news, um, Marcus Jordan says that he has wedding plans for him and Larsa Pippen. I don't know if y'all know about this, but Marcus Jordan is 23, is 32 years old. His father is Michael Jordan, the Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan. Larsa Pippen is 49 years old and she is the ex-wife of Scotty Pippen. And she finalized her divorce from Scotty last year. She has four kids with Scotty Pippen and she has recently been seen with a ring on her finger. For the record, Michael Jordan, Marcus Jordan's father, does not approve of the relationship. <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw a, t- a tweet that said another Jordan that needs a Pippin in order to get a ring. And Yikes. y'all, I <laughs> haven't come back from that. But apparently Larsa said she was embarrassed and traumatized by Michael Jordan's non-approval of the relationship. Why would he approve their relationship? Like, what, Larsa? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> she, I mean, he's a parent. She's 49. Her son is 32. She got four He's probably kids. thinking, right, right. With somebody that apparently he doesn't really rock with like that. It's the whole thing. Like, I don't know. She didn't think that through. Like if you go be a, if you go be bad, be bad by yourself. Like I'm gonna do what I want to do, but don't be like they're not supporting us. They don't love us. Facts, of course not. <laughs> Facts, because you know Michael's probably like, okay, so I'm not gonna get no grandkids out of this. And you know people love a grandkid. That's true. They legacy. Got to keep the legacy. Yeah. And I, I wonder, is Marcus his oldest? I don't know. I'm not sure. Let's see. Marcus Google that sure. and find out if Marcus is his oldest. Because that's the other thing. You know, folks still be living in a very like royal kind of monarchies mindset where they're like, who am I passing this on to? And I think that there may be a little sting in the fact that Larsa Pippen 
may have access to the Michael Jordan estate. Um, the oldest son is Jeffrey Jordan, who's 34. So he's Marcus. Oh, the second so he's oldest. the second. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's no, you know, it's normal that the second oldest be acting up, you know, be doing that, doing the thing. Cause you know, it's like, you got to make yourself known. Like the firstborn is getting all the firstborn stuff. So the second one's like, I got to I got to I got to do my thing. That's true. Also, just going home, be like, who you dating? Larsa Pimpin? What are you talking about? <laughs> Goodbye. Pass the potatoes. Stop. What is the wedding? They need to elope. They got to elope. Y'all, they've got to elope because I don't know who's at this wedding. And I don't know how uncomfortable. Like, I just feel like this is the site of such an uncomfortable. You know, they, their only options to do a reality show. They got to. Now that, now that we watch. Um, but I think the core of this, though, Amanda, yeah. too, is the idea that could you date or marry somebody that your parents don't approve of? Mm, I mean, yes, I know that I can, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to the point, yes. I mean, if, if my father is Michael Jordan and, like, the money, like, the inheritance is on the line, I'm going to listen to Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> but in my everyday life, where I don't have a... a Mark, you're not my father. I would do what I want to do because I'm like, is if long as the person wasn't like hurting me or something like that. But like, if I like them, my parents just didn't like them for whatever reason. I'm gonna do what I want to. I think it has to be a diff- okay. So you said for whatever reason. And I think it's like, what is the reason, right? Like right. sometimes I feel like our parents just be like generalizing. Like I just don't like them. It's like okay, right. but can you give me a legit reason why? <laughs> um, and so when you can't, I'm like, all right, now. Nah. I mean, you want me to go on intuition, but. You have definitely had some intuition mishaps in the past, so I can't really mm-hmm. trust it. Mm-mm-mm. Right, right, can't really right, trust right. It. Well, we shall see what happens with this. I'm, I'm not that interested in other people's relationships, but this one right here just involves so many players, literally high level players, that I want to see uh, how 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 the the scoring ends <laughs> at the end of the quarter. All right, well that's it for Black Year News. When we get back, we're gonna get into Small Doses podcasts. We got to talk about side effects of textured hair, so we're gonna get into it when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And this week, Amanda, on your podcast, Ma Doses, you had your friend Anthony Dickey on the podcast to talk about the side effects of textured hair. And you asked him a very hot button question. So we got to take a listen to mm. what you said and what he said. Okay. How do yeah. you feel about this new movement where braiders and, you know, stylists want you to show up with your hair already washed? Well, that's terrible. <laughs> but what I will say is that if you haven't washed your hair in four to six weeks, please don't come to me and have me wash it. I mean, that's because because one, that's neglect. If your hair is not naturally straight, then it's probably going to be locked up by the time you get to me and you want to normalize me doing hair that's locked up. And that wasn't the appointment. It wasn't a detangling service, which is what you will get charged if not turned away. Now y'all know. People people were upset. They ain't like it, Amanda Seals. Well, some people were, some people said, agreed. Others, others were in a tizzy. Well, they just turned it into something else. They were like, oh, he's basically like, he prefers straight hair. And it's like, that's not what he's saying. He's just saying that if you have textured hair and you don't wash it for four to five, four to six weeks, it is more than likely going to be locked or matted by the time you get to him. And he is not interested in using his time as a stylist to detangle your hair. And I think that's a perfectly reasonable statement. 
I don't well, know why I, people think a stylist is supposed to manage your hair. You're supposed to manage your hair. Well, also, he didn't. He never said that stylists shouldn't wash hair. He he gave a caveat. He was like, yes, but as a person, you should be maintaining your own hair. But before you come see me, also, it was never they shouldn't wash your hair. But I think people heard that because they like they you know they, they a lot of people are hurt, Amanda, by the the, the, the braiders and the stylists of the internet have put people through it. <laughs> They have. And people so are So they are really are, outraged. But also just like black women, right? Like black women in our hair, like it's a whole relationship. It has a whole like very intense, you know, uh, history. And everybody has their own intense history with their hair, like every mm-hmm. sister, right? So I think, you know, some people felt triggered by him saying that because maybe they have had like a difficult hair journey. And somebody in the comments was like, there's no such thing as good hair. It's like, when did he say he went... <laughs> They was having flashbacks of like them policy pages that are like black with pink lettering. And they was like, oh my God, all these rules and regulations. And I just, th- not the black and pink lettering. Hilarious. <laughs> I think it's just really important to understand that you have to take, you have to like take accountability for like your own stuff, your own hair, mm-hmm. the managing of your hair. Like that is on you. A stylist can give you tips and can help you in how to manage your hair. But ultimately they are not supposed to be responsible for like a detangling your hair. If you take out, when you take out like Senegalese twists or braids, you have knots. Really? You have knots. Yeah. Your hair is in a knot and there's dirt in the knot because you have oil and your hair has collected that. So he's supposed to be responsible for taking that down. Anybody who's listening knows you, that's you, that's on you. That's your responsibility. And if you want somebody to take that down, then you need to actually pay for that service and like specifically request that service because that's not styling. That's management. Well, there you have it. And by the way, if anybody does do that service, I would love to know because I would hire you to do it for me. It's your okay. chance, Carlin. Carlin. Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. Now, shout out to everybody who's checked out Small Doses Podcast. You can also watch the new episode on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. All right, when we get back, we're going to take some calls. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. All right, Amanda, let's go to the phone lines. Our phone lines are always open, y'all, 24-7 at 1-855-262-6328. That's 1-855-AMANDA-8. Let's go to the phone lines. It's the Amanda Seals Show. What's up? Who's this? Hey, yo, what's good? This is Limbo. <laughs> Calling from Richmond as well. Um, I like to uh, comment on uh, what the young lady said about uh, the no gasoline dish trap. And uh, she got a point. She got a point in the sense that uh, no gasoline was tough. It was like that. But like you said, Amanda, um, you know, my man is throwing some outlandish stuff right now. And um, yeah, and, and, that, and, and on top of it, right, you know, the whole NWA thing, you know, they were very anti-political, you know, against the politics and the powers that be at that time, you know, and now it just seems like he done slipped sides or, or whatever. But anyways, uh, so I, I feel her on the, on the, on the, on the track itself, but, uh, ain't no way that was better than either or it wasn't better than, uh, the Run New York track or whatever. So that's my thoughts. Holla back. There it is. There it is. It, it listen. It's getting harder and harder to separate people's art from their politics. Like, because then you'd be feeling like, well, like, what was you really talking about? Like, do I believe you? I don't know if I believe you. I mean, there is a theory that some people, some people feel like, you know, black men particularly don't necessarily want like equality or uh, equity. They just they want, want to be right in the to position, oppress. right? So 
money gives you gains you access to that in celebrity so once you have that it's kind of like i'm here now what's good i mean damon dash damon dash said money lets you be who you really are so so there's that maybe maybe you could you could always do a uh, 180 cube just how you 180 that way you can 180 right back (laughs) you know (laughs) the choice is yours Wreck yourself. You're wrecking it. What is it? No, you check yourself. Check yourself. You're wrecking. You wrote this. It's your song. I don't know. It's a scary. You can time. do it. Scary Put your back into it. <laughs> yay, yay. All right. Well, when we get back, we have got uh, politics say the darnest thing next hour. We're also going to get you some big up, let down, and uh, some second headlines. So don't go anywhere. We got the Amanda Seal Show continuing right here. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And um, it's time that we listen, laugh, and learn. Well, we, we always listen, laugh, and learn, but now we got the mm-hmm. word of the day. Okay? Okay. So, the word of the day is Nexus. Okay, not to be confused with Next, the R&B 90s group. Um, Nexus. That's one of is my least favorite like- songs of all time, by the way. Really? Oh, <laughs> uh, Girl, when Baby, you see me grind, like literally, like <laughs> feel a little really? poke coming through. What are we talking about? Like you're literally like. I mean, lyrically, it's sexual it harassment like, on the dance floor. It is, but the beat and the melody go. When we listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, that's what we talking about. Oh, okay. yeah, that's what it is. I have to, see. I'm a lyrics listener, so I'd be listening to the lyrics like, ugh. <laughs> Which, you know, it's very difficult when you actually like grew up in the 90s because now you listen to songs that you were listening to and you're just like, how, how were we? But anyways, okay, so what'd you say? What do you think it is? <laughs> Nexus. When I think of Nexus, I think of, of like um, a crossroad. So like uh, like a crossroad, like the Nexus of something. You know why yeah. I think you think that? Why? Because of the, the letter X. Maybe, okay. And... And I feel like there was like a, I don't know. I feel like I there was like a product called Nexus and it had two X's and the X's crossed each other. Maybe, and maybe. I just have like a memory of that. And I don't know how like actually, yes, Nexus shampoo. I know I didn't make this up. And like the X's are next to each other. It feels like a crossroad. Well, unfortunately though, you're wrong. It is not a crossroads. Uh, I got this one wrong too, y'all. It's actually because I thought it was like the the uh, starting point of something, like the nexus of the explosion. But I was wrong too. The answer is a relationship or connection between people or things. So the nexus between Ice Cube and Tucker Carlson is rather confusing and disheartening. <laughs> yeah, that works. Okay. I'd agree. All right. Uh, what, do we, what do we got coming up this hour? Coming up this hour, we have politicians say the darndest things. Plus, we got 60-second headlines and the big up letdown. And the letdown is going to Elon Musk, y'all, because he's, he's just a letdown. He's a letdown. <laughs> he is. Like, he's an actual letdown, like, as a person. Like, when they're like, oh, you're like a loser. It's like, oh, this is what they... 
This is what I mean. I mean, he would con- he would be like, well, I own Tesla. So I don't know if that that's like accurate, but I'm like, ah, on a capital scale. lame folks with companies. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we are not lame folks with company, but we love your company. So make sure you hit us up. one 855 8 That's one 262 When we get back, we're going to keep on listening, laughing and learning. And we got politicians say the darndest things. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy. I like the Bible. And it is time for... Politicians, politicians say the, say the darndest, darndest things. things. I'm right, Amanda. So today for Politicians Say the Darndest Things, we have 65-year-old Republican Senator Bill Cassidy. And he was recently on the State of the Union on CNN. And he had this to say about Donald Trump facing 91, 91, felony criminal charges and running for 91? president. 91? 91. Oh, that's like all four of the indictments added up? Collectively. Ciao. Then we may have a candidate for president who has been convicted of a crime. Um, I think Joe Biden needs to be replaced, but I don't think Americans will vote for someone who's been convicted. Uh, So um, I'm just very sorry about how, how all this is playing out. Do you think that Donald Trump should drop out of the race? Uh, I think so. But obviously, that's up to him. I mean, you're just asking me my opinion. But I, but I, he will lose to Joe Biden if you look at the current polls. So if Donald Trump does ultimately win the Republican nomination, uh, will you vote for Joe Biden or the Democrat over the Republican on the ticket? I'm going to vote for a Republican. But my threshold issue for any person who wants to be the leader of our country is will you take care of the issues before us? Both Biden and Trump both have the same policy on Social Security, for example, which is to do nothing. Wait, so he said, wait, <laughs> he's still going to vote for him? I, he said, he said he got his vote. He going to stick beside him. This is where we're at, y'all. I, what, what does this man, why, why does he have them in a chokehold like that? Like, I'm really trying to understand. Like, every other cult leader that I've seen, like, I could make it make sense. Like, they either had, like, wavy hair. You know what I'm saying? Or they, like, were really good. Like, they had, like, a good, um, like, they were able to just, like, spin their language. You know what I'm saying? Like, they knew how to really, like, be good with words and charm. Donald Trump is not charming. No. He's not handsome. At all. He's not smart. At all. Where, where's the attraction Maybe they really like Celebrity Apprentice or something. Maybe they like Celebrity Apprentice things. <laughs> and they're like, that was yeah, my show. maybe I just, I don't, because you know somebody's going to do a study if they haven't already and you know they're going to write a book about it. But I would love for somebody mm. to break down to me, like, why do people love Donald Trump? What is the, what is the um, excitement? What is the connection? Because I'm, your girl is at a loss, a whole loss. All right. He and, them a uh, dream. and they're buying it like wholeheartedly. So there's that. Well, we got 60 second headlines when we come back. Uh, that's politicians and say the darndest things. And boy, the fact that we are always able to find something is just telling of where we are. Okay. Well, we're going to be right here. That's where we are. So don't go anywhere because it's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Uh, thank you for listening to the show today. Jeremiah, what do we talk about with the people, with the folks? Well, you helped break down the commonalities of Donald Trump and Young Thug. A lot of it has to do with those RICO charges down in Atlanta, if y'all was wondering. Also, Eminem speaking out against the middle class people, who are, middle class white people who are supporting Donald Trump. 
Also, Marcus, Jordan, and Larsa Pippen, they trying to get married, y'all. MJ ain't with it, though. He ain't with it. And plus, we gave a shout-out to the educators down in Florida taking a stand um, for education and these piss-poor standards in Florida. Piss-poor standards in Florida. We actually had a Florida teacher that I did a really dope interview in my documentary, In Amanda We Trust, which is out now. It's available at inamandawetrust.com or you can go to my Instagram and click the link in the bio, go to amandaseals.com. It's available all those places. But we had a sister who is a teacher in Florida and we asked her, like, what is something that you would want to change about Florida? And she said, just get the governor out. Like, please, just get him out. Get him out, first and foremost. And I said, well, I keep seeing a lot of black folks saying that they like what's going on in Florida. She said, they're lying. They're lying. But she really did a great interview. She also randomly turned out to be Jeremiah's like long lost cousin. That's a whole other story. Maybe right. that'll be in the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes. But make sure you go and get it in Amanda We Trust. It's available only for two weeks. It is available only for two weeks and you can get it at inamandawetrust.com. And remember, when you cop it, you're supporting your girl. I didn't do this with a studio. I did this by myself. It is an independent. It is a completely independent production, and it came from my heart and my soul and my spirit. And now we're bringing it to you all. Shout out to Houston. I'll be in Houston tomorrow to do a screening with the box, and uh, I will be in Philly on Wednesday doing a screening with 100.3 WRMB. So looking forward to all of that because it's going to be a great time sharing this with you all. And I hope that you all are going to share it with your folks as well. All right. Remember, when we get back tomorrow, we got your Blackheart News. Deion, Deion Sanders disappointed some of his team members wasn't trying to throw bows they wasn't <laughs> they wasn't knocking and bucking they were not ready to fight okay also going to talk about what really happened okay what I heard happened when Tyler Perry tried to buy BET we've also got how black do you feel the big up let down six second headlines you know all the good stuff that we always have so make sure you keep it locked right here tomorrow to the Amanda Seals show remember we are each other's business when we look out for each other we lift each other up <laughs> 